Hey there, my name is Pastor Paul Carter, and I'm here with my friend John Mahaffey. And John, you were one of the original council members with TGC International. And uh, I'd love it if you could just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your involvement with TGC. Yeah, I, uh, I've been with TGC since 2005, which I guess was the forming year. I was invited by Don Carson to take part in the pastor's uh, meeting. Uh, I was the only Canadian pastor at that meeting. Now, there were others from Canada, but they were pastoring in the United States. Right. So I was the only one pastoring a Canadian church at that point in time. So I was involved right from the, from the start, and it was a great privilege for me to have that input and, well, input more into my life than my input into TGC and the other pastors who were there. Mm -hmm. So I'm very, very grateful to the Lord for that. Um, since that, of course, uh, TGC has really grown. Um, I have pastored in Toronto for 18 years, and now I'm pastoring a church in Hamilton. And uh, ever since TGC got started, when it started, I just felt in my heart there needed to be some kind of a Canadian version of this. Mm -hmm. uh, that was right there. And while I'm grateful for all that was done in the U.S. and being a part of that, I just sensed that we needed to see something distinctly Canadian happen on our side of the, board, the border. Mm -hmm. So that's been in my heart since 2005, and it's just been in recent years that we've started to see some development in that area. Now, why would you say that TGC International, TGC in the States, has been so effective and has grown so much? It, it seems to have identified something that was either lacking or absent in the American evangelical context, yeah. and it has filled that gap in a way that I don't think anyone could have imagined. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah. Um, I think that TGC came on the scene, that Carson and Keller brought these pastors together at a very, very unique time. I don't think they created this wave. Right. I think the wave was already there, but TGC came in and became almost an umbrella over this wave uh, yeah. so that we began to ride the wave. Already there was a yearning in the hearts of Christians in the United States and here too for real gospel-centered preaching, right. expository um, ministry that's life-changing. Already there was this sense of all of the fads of ministry that right. went on for so long yes. where people were beginning to see through it and realize that that's really not what's going to drive the church forward into health and growth. And so TGC came along, organized itself, and with the outstanding leaders that are a part of TGC in the U.S., they caught the wave and things began to grow. Yeah. So, um, And what drives TGC in the States, or I guess how it presents in the culture, is largely the, the conference, I suppose you'd say the council, the conference, and the website. Is that right? I would say that's true, yes. Yeah. Now, what was it? Sort of TGC Canada was kind of a brainchild of you and John Newfeld, I guess. A, a couple of you really felt that it was not sufficient uh, for Canadians to simply come down and connect at the TGC conferences in the States and to check out the website, but that there was really a need for something uh, like TGC that was distinctly Canadian in Canada. How did you come to that determination, and how did that get rolling and become TGC Canada? Yeah, let me, let me go back a step even further, mm -hmm. uh, because when the TGC Council began to grow and expand, yeah. there were 40 or 45 guys who initially met, and then the desire was to expand that council out to 60, 70. And uh, I remember speaking, speaking up at a TGC council meeting and saying, if, if we want this to be a North American thing, then there need to be some more Canadians around the right. table. And that's when... Uh, Canada's a whole different country. 
Really? <laughs> I think so. I think so. And yet, and yet we're so similar to the United States that there's an assumption, I think, on the part uh, of our American cousins that they, they, you know, they just think we're in with them. Yeah. And, and we are, sure. but, but we're not. Um, so I, I, I mentioned that. And, and uh, at that point, I think it was Don Carson who went out of his way to invite some other Canadian pastors to be a part of that. And so John Newfeld, who mm-hmm. at that time was at Willingdon Church, right. he became a council member. Uh, David Short at St. John's in Vancouver joined the team too. So, so there was a desire uh, in those initial years to make it a North American thing. But over time, I mean, when you get on the TGC website, you, you begin to realize that they're speaking mostly into an American cultural setting. Right. And our culture is distinctly different from that. Yes. So as time went on, uh, as much as we have a good relationship with them and appreciate this North-South uh, fellowship and dialogue that takes place, we began to sense, and Newfeld and I spoke about this on a number of different occasions, we need to strengthen the East-West fellowship within our own nation. And we need to bring a, a TGC-oriented theological position into speaking about things that relate to our own culture. Yeah. We have some very, very distinct challenges and issues in our own nation, and we need to have a gospel presence there. And so I think that really is, for me personally, one of the main reasons why we wanted to see TGC Canada get launched. So where are we at now with TGC Canada? I understand uh, there is a conference uh, being planned for 2018. Uh, there's a website that's going to launch uh, fairly shortly. Uh, where is TGC Canada at in this whole process? Well, stuff related to TGC in Canada has been happening now for years. Right. There have already been three con- conferences on the Ontario region of which you and I have been a part. Yep. Uh, there's been something going on in Atlantic Canada for a number of years. And in Qua- Quebec, we have SOLA, which right. is a French-Canadian version. And uh, they have, they, they're, they're actually way ahead of us in many ways in terms of organizing con- conferences and speaking into the church uh, and affecting their own uh, regions with the, the, go- the gospel. So those things have already been in place. But where we're at now is we see the need to unite the regions in a national voice. Right. And so back in uh, March of this year, 2016, we had an initial council meeting uh, in Ottawa at Church of the Messiah. And um, that was the formation. I think there were 10 or 11 of us. Mm-hmm. That was the formation of a, of a new council. And we talked through a lot of a lot of issues. So we've got ten council members in place. Canadian council ex- exists. We've recently made a made a hire of Wyatt Graham to be the executive di- director of what we're trying to do. He's going to help us with the establishment of a web a website, the organizing of a national conference in 2018, probably in the nation's capital. Mm-hmm. We feel that it's important that we we have some kind of a public launch. So January the first, we're going with the web the website. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get um, charitable status in, in corp- incorporate this so we have charitable status here. Yep. Uh, that's all underway, and we hope that sometime in the new year, in early 2016, that will be in place. But to bring together Christian leaders, church leaders, pastors from across the nation into one conference setting mm-hmm. where we can make a public statement to the nation is something we see as, as a necessary one of the necessary first steps mm-hmm. to really launching. And so we're looking probably at the fall of 2018, mm-hmm. uh, having a national conference. Now, if there's a pastor out there watching this who uh, already has in his, in his budget 
uh, some money set aside. He goes down to Louisville uh, every other year for T4G, or he goes to um, Indianapolis for the TGC conference. Why would you recommend to that pastor that he mark on his calendar and reserve in his conference or continuing education budget the necessary funds to be a part of this 2018 conference in Ottawa? Because uh, the, the content that we have the opportunity to expose ourselves to in the States, in these conferences at Louisville and, and uh, in Indianapolis, is obviously top drawer. I would imagine even some of the same people are going to be at this conference in Ottawa. So what is it that would distinctly motivate a pastor to prioritize participation in this conference at Ottawa? Yeah. Well, I would say love for our own nation and for the gospel spreading in our own nation. Right. We, we need to strengthen the bonds of gospel fellowship among Christian leaders in our own nation. Um, we have not set up TGC Canada to compete with what happens in the United right. States. We still want to see this north-south thing happen. Uh, we're, we, don't, we don't want to stop people from going to the States and enjoying the kind of ministry that they can get there right. because it's outstanding stuff. But we want to see something happen here. And I think if we're only doing the north-south and not strengthening the east-west, I think we're shortchanging ourselves in terms of the kind of impact that we can have in our own nation. And like even you and me, we live in the same province, but you're quite a ways away from where I am. But just the fact that you and I serve on this council together, there's been a strengthening of our own bonds, an yeah. appreciation for one another, a, a prayer that go, a praying that goes on for, for each other, and that's true of the other members of our council. We have guys who are ministering the gospel in, in BC and Alberta, um, and they don't know who the guys on the East Coast are. Yeah. You know, and, and we need to know each other, and I think this is a way to see that happen, because while we're committed to sharing the gospel in our own region, planting churches, seeing churches revitalized through gospel-centered ministry in our own areas. We need to be aware of what God's doing across the land, yeah. and we need to have a trans-Canada vision. Yeah, one of the other things that I, I know has been discussed, and we talked about it in Ottawa, is the fact that while the gospel is obviously the same in every country, the context in Canada is not only different from the context in the States, but I think we agreed is becoming more different. The, mm -hmm. the paths are diverging a little bit, and, and some of that has to do with our unique history and our unique formation. That's some true. of it has to do with size. The evangelical church in Canada is 125th the size than it is in the States. And so uh, we are not dealing with the same issues that our American cousins are dealing with. Our American cousins right now are really trying to process the loss of cultural privilege. We never had cultural privilege. Mm. You know, this country was founded as a compromise between Catholics and Anglicans, and evangelicals were not really even a forethought. And so we, you know, our history is different, our challenges are different, and, and that necessitates some distinctly Canadian content, uh, both at the conference, but then also at the website. Tell me a little bit about sort of the why behind the website as part of a delivery mechanism for this specific yeah. content. Well, as, as I look at the TGC website as it presently exists in the, in the U.S., there's a lot of good stuff, good yeah. theology, uh, and a lot of art articles that are there that are speaking into United States issues. Yeah. We need to be speaking the gospel into Canadian issues. Yes. Um, 
is the black like me movement here well yes it is there's a toronto version of it yeah there are issues that are similar yeah but but we have a whole issue with first nations right. peoples that we need to be speaking the gospel into yeah and um we have our own divisions within our own nation our own unique cha- challenges at this point in time we've got things like doctor assisted su- su- suicide that now has been now has been ratified uh, by our gov- government leaders, we need we need to have a Canadian voice, a distinctly gospel-centered Canadian voice that is speaking into Canadian matters. So my hope for the website is that Canadian pastors and church leaders are going to get on that and they're going to find material there that they're going to find helpful to use as illustrative material in their own sermons, to make their own people aware, con- congregations aware of the issues that we're facing today, and to contextualize the gospel into our own Canadian scene. Now, you've had a lot more experience than I have in terms of um, using media, so I think you have a particular slant on how you would see um, a, can- a Canadian website being ben- beneficial to us. Well, I think that there's a possibility through the website. You know, one of the unique realities in Canada is that in addition to the fact that the evangelical community is 125th the size that it is in the States, as we mentioned, we're also spread out a lot further. Uh, you know, we cover a larger geographical landmass uh, with fewer people and fewer Christians among those people. So mm. I think the website is going to be a very strategic medium for uh, the cause of reformation in our generation in the same way that the printing press mm. was a strategic medium in the times of Luther and Calvin. Yeah. And I think that the, the, the potential for specific, useful, orthodox, trustworthy content, uh, the, the potential for that to be distributed to people on the front lines in ministry right now is, in, mm-hmm. is incredible. And so, yeah, I do have a lot of optimism for what the internet can uh, deliver. I, I think the internet is probably the greatest thing and the worst thing to ever happen to Christendom. Uh, but I think that there, there is a potential there. And I, I think that there, are, there is specific content that we can make available that will supplement what is available on the American site. Uh, I still intend on reading the American site. I want to hear what D.A. Carson says about things. I want to read Tim Keller. I want to read Kevin DeYoung's blog. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I, I want to know how uh, to address specific issues in the Canadian context. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk in just a minute about religious liberty, which is a totally different issue in Canada than it is in the States. That's the kind of context. I mean, there are pastors in Canada who are worried about the Johnson Amendment, uh, which is a specifically American concern, has no application whatsoever in the American context. But we just know so much more about religious liberty in the States because we watch CNN and we listen to the briefing. Yeah. We need that kind of content to be available geared to the specifically Canadian context, the specifically Canadian issues. And I think that's one thing that the website is uniquely positioned yeah. to deliver. So I'm very optimistic. I have a great deal of uh, faith and hope in my heart for what God is doing in Canada. Uh, through TGC, I'm thankful for brothers like John Mahaffey, John Newfeld, and others who have uh, put the shoulder to the plow and got this thing, TGC Canada, on the move. And I hope you'll join us in Ottawa 2018, and uh, we look forward to seeing you there. God bless.